Running is not meant to be stressful, and it doesn't have to be complicated. It's meant to bring us joy, clarity, and confidence. That's why I'm on a mission to teach you how I keep running simple and help you find your inner grit. Let's put an end to the idea that running is just one more weight loss strategy, because the truth is, running can actually be your ticket to a happier, more fulfilled life. By the way, this misconception that running is only meant for certain people, that the ability to run is something you either have or you don't, well, this just isn't true. Running has nothing to do with ability and everything to do with confidence. So follow me while I show you how to run your happy life. recording this, it is about 6.30 in the morning on Thursday, and I have recently just started back to work as a school counselor, and this week is our staff week, when it's just for you know teachers and staff members to come and prepare everything for the kids who start school. They come back next week, which for us, when I'm recording this, is the Tuesday after Labor Day, so... Um, lots of changes going on over here at the Repa household and in Virginia Beach because the whole city is kind of functioning on this schedule of you know staff members go back and then students go back next week and it's really funny because last night we had our first of two meet and greets where the kids come in and bring their supplies and meet their teachers and I had the privilege of hanging out like in the hallway and helping parents find their classrooms and it was really funny to me how many parents like threw their hands up in the air when I would say to the kids like, oh my gosh, are you so excited to be back? And the parents would throw their hands in the air and be like, yes, we are so excited. And I know they were talking about them, which I can 100% relate to. And so we laughed a lot about that last night. And I have to tell you, I probably had no joke, seven or eight parents who had kind of done that and said that to me like we are so ready to send them back you know the whole like tag you're it um, so I totally get it there are so many transitions taking place this time of year whether you work in a school or not this is a pretty transitional time I even have some runners who um, I know Kristen works at a university and even just that you know those kids coming back on campus changes her job a little bit and what that means for her and so this affects a lot of people in a lot of ways whether you have relatives going back to college going back to school the weather's going to be changing soon which thank god i am ready for that change but we are all in such a huge transition period right now and and it's not the only one throughout the year but it is one and i think it's one that we should take a minute to kind of recognize and and let that sink in and allow that to help us just understand more some of the feelings we're probably experiencing with that. As a school counselor, I work with a lot of families about transitioning and a lot of kids come in at the start of the school year and have some big emotions about, you know, leaving home, coming back to school. And so, you know, we have to allow space for those feelings and just kind of let them be okay. But that's not just for kids. Adults go through it too. It's just that it's not socially appropriate for us to throw ourselves on the floor and cry so here we are but it doesn't mean that transitions are any less difficult for us transitions are hard sometimes they're great 
but they're also challenging in their own way. Schedules change. Um, I know a lot of parents who are happy their kids are going back to school are also now taking on the whole, you know, after school fall sports and it just feels very overwhelming. But here's the thing. So here's my message in all of this is that one, if you are having some feelings of discomfort, feeling unsettled, feeling frustrated, feeling sad, feeling anxious, like give yourself some time because it's totally normal. It will subside after a few weeks of being in this place of our new roles, our new schedules, uh, things will get a little bit easier and we will kind of get into that routine. And then, you know, the next transition will come and, and, and get us, which is probably winter whenever the snow starts to fall and, and the holidays are coming. But, you know, allow yourself some space and don't allow yourself to catastrophize, right? When I say catastrophize, that means you have these feelings of discomfort and then all of a sudden, like the sky is falling. I can't stick to my running program. I'll never be able to meet my goal. I'll never be able to train through the fall. This schedule is going to throw me off so much. I'll never be able to keep up. All of the things, all of the things. Um, I'm obviously relating that back to running because you're probably here because you want to hear about running and strategies and tips that I have for you in that regard. And so let's get into that a little bit. So as far as how that affects our running and our planning and, and where do we go from here? So, okay. We can expect that there's going to be a transition period. We can expect that we're going to feel some moments of discomfort and have, have an adjustment period. We can expect that we're going to feel overwhelmed and we're going to feel like the path that we're on right now, we're unable to continue because all of these things are now happening and they're going to get in our way. So how do we combat that? The feelings that we're experiencing have a lot to do with control. We feel like we're kind of out of control of everything that's happening because all of these things it feels like are happening to us, right? Like our schedules are changing and it feels like it's just something that we have no control over and we just have to reap or suffer the consequences of that. But really that's not true. There are so many things within, you know, our parameters that we can control and take control of. And so uh, we take a moment to think about what can I do to prepare myself? How can I help this transition to feel a little bit smoother? And in regards to running, it really has so much more to do with just looking at your schedule for the week. Honest to God, guys, look at your schedule. Take a one week, whether it's a calendar or a piece of paper or a napkin, toilet paper, I don't care. But take the week, jot down the priorities. I'm talking about even work hours. You know, what time you plan on waking up, what your work hours are, what after school activities you have if you have kids or what you have going on in the evenings, put that on the calendar and then find your three most convenient spots. I didn't say completely convenient, but most convenient, right? Because we know it's not always going to be convenient. Those three most convenient spots and put it on the calendar. That in itself is going to make you take a huge sigh of relief of, oh, it does actually fit. <laughs> I'm only looking for 30 to 45 minutes and it actually can fit in pretty well here because I have a chunk of two hours that I can use to squeeze it in. So that in itself, you know, it takes the whole mystery out of the unknown. And even though it feels like it's, you know, a circus each day, when you kind of lay it out like that, you can find all of these time slots where you probably would have the opportunity to waste time, if we're being honest, me included, um, of maybe scrolling on your phone or, you know, doing things that weren't priorities to you. But if you look at your your schedule from an aerial view and say, oh, okay, well, I can actually fit it in here, here, and here, and then stick to it. 
Be such a stickler about this when you're having these feelings of transition. Before you allow yourself to get into the whole, I'm not going to be able to do this. This isn't going to work. I knew I would be too busy. Stick to what you put on the calendar, especially for the next two to three weeks. Whatever you decide, no matter how you're feeling, no matter how motivated you are, motivation is not going to enter into play here as far as am I going to do it or not. This is not the time to be kind of wishy-washy of like, and I want to go today, like put it on that calendar and you go when it's written down, period, the end, that's it. That's when you go. And so you're going to do that for a few weeks until you feel like you're in the rhythm and routine and you, you already know what's going to work for you and you can have a little more flexibility. But for right now, what you need mentally, emotionally is some sort of control. You need a roadmap. You need to understand what's going on and you need to feel like I can make this happen. So that's what you're going to do. You're going to sketch it out. You're going to put it down in writing and you're going to make it happen. Mike is actually going out of town or um, he's doing a little speaking engagement at a convention next week, which I'm super excited for him about. But he is going to be leaving our first week back to school. So I already know things are about to get crazy over here. I already know that. You know, uh, we're going to start school on Tuesday after Labor Day. And I know um, kid number one has swim lessons three days a week. Kid number two has swim lessons one day a week and baseball two days a week. And none of that has really started until next week. So funny enough, it's going to start the same time that we go back to school. So that'll be super fun. <laughs> no, really, it is, it, is, it is stressful. I did have you know this moment last night of, okay, so what can I do to make this easier? What can I do to help things move more smoothly? I'm going to make sure that I get clothes picked out for the week this weekend so that they are ready to go and that's for me and the kids i'm going to make sure i have easy dinner and easy breakfast ready to go i'm going to make sure that i have easy lunch packing ideas ready to go um, i'm going to make sure that my runs are scheduled at a time that makes the most sense for me that week and i'm just i'm literally going to have to write everything out it's going to take me a, a probably a, a large chunk of the weekend to get that done but it's it's not only going to be helpful i really feel like it's going to be necessary or i'm probably going to cry if i don't have that worked out because it's just going to feel overwhelming and so how do i combat that i'm going to allow myself to take control of what i can control i'm not going to strive for perfection I'm not going to strive for the best runs of my life. I'm not going to strive for the most creative meals that I can make. I mean, everyone who knows me is laughing at that when I say most creative because I really, cooking is my least favorite activity. And so, as you can imagine, packing lunches and things like that comes in a very close second. <laughs> I don't know. So for me, I'm just probably going to be getting some frozen pizzas. I'm probably going to be going going to be getting like some uncrustables and I'm, I'm making this as easy as possible and letting go of the perfection because i really just want to enjoy these moments of you know the kids going back to school and being excited grayson is starting kindergarten and i want it to be not so stressful so that's my plan for next week we'll see what happens you guys will be popping in you can check in on me on wednesday i'm going to do a facebook live wednesday night and you can see if i'm i still have it all together or if i'm falling apart so that will be um the week after labor day so i'm sorry if you missed that but you can probably go back on my facebook page if you're listening to this after labor day and just search like hot mess tina did she survive i'm just kidding but i feel you i really really feel you and you know i can see it happening in my kids the feeling of this transition coming i can tell what their behaviors i can tell what their emotions and recently 
our oldest, Jocelyn has started to like really just need some space and you know, she hasn't really known that and hasn't known how to ask for that, but she's been, you know, really emotional lately with the whole transition of going back to school. And I think sometimes it affects her a little bit more. So she has, you know, been taking some time more to herself and, you know, going to her room, which is kind of crazy because that's never happened before. Typically for her, when she has those big emotions or a transition is coming and she's, she's feeling her feels, she's usually all up in our face, like whining about it. And so this is kind of the first time she's kind of stepping away and using her coping strategies. And I encourage you to do the same. If you are feeling that, if you're feeling that overwhelm, if emotions are high, if you are crying or if you're ever in a moment where you want to cry because so much is going on, Allow yourself to take some deep breaths and give yourself some space and step away. You don't have to be everything to everybody. You know, you are able, allowed, you need to take time for yourself. So that means closing yourself off for a little bit in a room, going to watch a show, whatever it is, like do it because that's how ultimately taking care of ourselves is going to help us function in every other area of our life. So allow yourself to step away and without shame, right? Because, you know, we often, especially if you guys are here, I mean, if you're here listening to this and you're going on a running journey and you know, you're working to better yourself and better your health and, and to strive for some big goals, you probably put a lot of pressure on yourself to do all of the things and to do them perfectly and to, to make sure that you check all the boxes and everybody's taken care of in the perfect way. But honestly, that's a lot. That's a lot. And, you know, I'm guilty of it too, but we have to keep ourselves in, you know, put it in perspective that sometimes good enough is good. And I actually read that last night on, I was reading a, a blog from a psychologist right before going to bed about kids and, you know, just thinking about the emotions and the feelings that a lot of my students are going to have coming back. And um, there was a whole, a whole blog article on good enough is actually good. Like, let's stop trying to be everything to everybody all the time and sacrificing ourselves and our, our mental clarity and our emotional state and and let's let good enough be good. You guys, I have a confession to make. So while I'm recording this podcast right now, I just went through this moment where Mike, who edits my podcast for me, I love you, Mike. Thank you for doing that. I said during the recording, I said, oh my gosh, delete that. That was so terrible. What am I even doing? I'm 15 minutes into recording and this is awful. What am I even talking about? And I said, I started saying to him, because I'll know, I know he'll go in and cut this out. So obviously you're not hearing all of that from me, but I wanted to come back and be really honest and upfront about this little moment that I just had. And here's the thing, like, this is going to sound so crazy to you, me coming back to this, you know, having cut that part out, but I just went through the, like this, this little emotional process with this podcast because I, again, am talking, I'm literally talking about not to seek perfection and, and good enough is good. And here I am like one minute later, not even saying, oh, this wasn't good enough. This was terrible. Delete that. What am I even doing? Should I just, you know, trash this podcast? And like, that's a perfect example of what we do when we get ourselves so wrapped up in it. And I said to myself before I started recording again for like, okay, so how am I going to recover from this? I'm like, I'm going to tell them what I literally just did because I know that they can relate to that. And nobody likes perfection anyway. Honestly, nobody likes perfection. 
You guys don't want to think that I can sit here and not go through these feelings and, you know, everything, you know, I just wake up at 6.30 and record a podcast and it's so easy. Like, no, it's emotional too. And, and I'm on this journey with you. And a lot of what I say to myself, I'm sorry, what I say to you, I say to myself. And sometimes Michael even say to me, did you listen to that one podcast episode? Because I am guilty of doing the things um, that I tell you guys, things that we should work on. And here's why, because it's not a one and done thing ever. It's not a one and done thing. This is like the journey of life and we're all going to ebb and flow in so many ways and we're going to have ups and downs and and we're going to have to, to work through these emotions over and over again and that's okay. The more we do it, the easier it gets, the more natural it is, the quicker it comes. And so, you know, we keep striving for that, but but I'm not immune to that at all. And I, I literally just went through it on the podcast after talking about ditching the perfectionism 10, 20 seconds before that. And so I had my little aha moment. I had my little like, ugh, what am I doing? And here I am, I'm back. And and I wanna relate this back to something that I stumbled upon this past week. Um, I, you know, in this world of putting yourself out there and trying to help others, I have done a lot of research on connecting with people and and, <clears throat> and things you can share that, that help people to feel inspired, to feel motivated, to feel seen, to feel heard. And a big part of it comes down to not having this persona of perfection and not, you know, putting it out there that everything's perfect and like, look at this, look at that. And um, people can't relate to that and people don't like it. And so, you know, a lot of, a lot of us might follow people like that. I personally don't because when I say perfection, I'm talking about like when you go on social media and there are just like these you know, these people who you might look up to and you're scrolling and like everything about everything they're doing seems like seamless and perfect. And, and you start to compare yourselves and have these feelings of, well, why can't I, what am I doing? Blah, blah, blah. And it's, it's really not real. And so anytime I'm scrolling and I get to an account or a profile or even a friend like that, and it brings up any kind of feelings of comparison or makes me feel less than, I just quiet that. The easiest thing for me to do is just to not follow that because sometimes my brain isn't processing that this is not reality, right? And so I see it and a part of that kind of sticks with me and I think like, oh gosh, you know, I start thinking, well, that's hard for me or I can't do that or I should be working on that and oh, I should be, you know, for instance is, a mom who was packing these, you know, crazy cute lunches um, and these little bento boxes for her kids and putting like little tiny notes and, and little toys and, and all of this. It was so beautiful. And I started to think like, oh my gosh, I, I cannot. And so, you know, I had the foresight to be able to say like, okay, this, this is not for me and, and to move on. And that's, you know, I'm getting better at that. But if it's something that continuously pops up and has me even stopping for a second and thinking anything, reflecting on myself, I just unfollow. Like it's not bringing me joy. What is the point? Like that's not something that I'm striving for. And so I think about this often when it comes to the content that I put out there. And sometimes I, I do put out some really cute pictures and I, I try to look at my profile from another's perspective and I think like, oh my gosh, that looks like the perfect day. And for and for instance would be a beach day that I posted from last week. I think it was on Friday. I took the kids to the beach and it was beautiful. And I, I don't I don't ever want to to seem ungrateful or negative or like a complainer because that's not the case. But I do want to be realistic all the time. And I put the pictures out there and I thought, well gosh, from an outside perspective, this looks like the perfect day, like the most beautiful day. 
And it was, it was beautiful, but there was so much behind it. There were, there were so many moments of like, oh my God, can I do this? And, and I know people don't like to hear that either because it makes them seem like I'm being ungrateful, but I'm really not. It's just real. And so getting, even getting sunscreen on the kids to get to the beach and the whining and, you know, and then getting there and can I go in the water and, you know, trying to unpack the stuff and, you know, fighting over the boogie boards and then, um, not letting the sunscreen dry and there's sunscreen in my eyes, like all these things. It was actually, there were some beautiful moments, but there were a lot of experiences throughout that were, that were challenging. And isn't this so much with everything in life? You know, this is, this is an example of one day and, and those pictures did not reflect that. Of course, I'm not going to stop and take a video of my kids fighting over the boogie board or Grayson throwing sand in Jocelyn's eyes or Jocelyn yanking the boogie board out from under Grayson and him falling in the water and, um, smacking his face on the ground. Like, oh, I'm not going to be recording and posting all of that, but I tried to like add some of those little tidbits into what I'm writing about because like, yes, these are beautiful moments, but you know, I had mentioned in there, the days are long, the years are short and, and that's 100% true. And that day reflected that like, oh my gosh, can I do this? It was such a beautiful day. And then like, oh my God, you know, every five seconds, mom, come in the water, mom, can you do this? Mom, come look at this, mom, help me dig a hole, like mom, 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 mom. And it was overwhelming and there were moments like that. So anyway, my point that I'm getting to is that social media, as I've mentioned before, and as you guys already know, is not a reflection of reality and people don't really crave that. They're not craving a connection with perfection. They might, people might follow perfection just to kind of look at it like a museum, like, wow, but nobody really connects with that. It's not realistic. And so I was recently a reel, a reel had popped up on my Instagram of a runner. I, oh my gosh, I wish I knew the handle, you guys. I'm going to put it in the show notes so you can follow her because she's so wonderful. She is a runner and I came across her reel where it talked about how she's training for a marathon, how she weighs 250 pounds and hasn't lost a pound since she was running and how running has changed her life and it was the best gift she's ever given herself and how running makes her life amazing and so I was like oh my gosh she's my spirit animal like she's speaking my language because she's running for the love of running and the gift that running gives her and it has nothing to do with weight loss and I felt so connected to her so instantly, right? So here I have this person who's being 100% real, like she's putting it all out there and I instantly wanted more of it. Like I wanted to be around her. I wanted to connect with her because I felt like not only is she being real about it, like she also has this beautiful perspective on what running can bring to her. And so I sent her this big long message about how, you know, what a gift it was to stumble across her profile and to see that she is being real and to see that she is inspiring so many people. She has so many followers because people can connect with that, with the idea that, you know what, my thighs are chafing. You know what, my body is jiggling. Like what kind of leggings do you have that hold it all down so I can go without things bouncing around? Like what's the best sports bra to keep the girls in place? Like whatever it is, like, you know, she's putting it out there. And I feel like that's so much what I want us to be able to do. It takes confidence to do that. It takes confidence to have that perspective and have that, you know, accepting thought about who you are and where you're going and to look for the gifts that you do have throughout these days. Like, yes, it might be hard. Yes, the run might be hard, but what a gift it's giving you. And so you guys definitely have to follow her. I think she's awesome. I would someday, you know, over the next couple of years, would love to have her on the podcast because I'm just so inspired by her. And I love that she gives everyone permission to be a runner. And, you know, you don't have to be perfect. I think she's in her 
I think she's in her 40s. I want to say mid to late 40s. And she didn't start running that long ago. Like, so how inspiring is that? And she kind of fell in love with it. I think she's training for her fifth marathon, so 26.2 miles. And I even saw that she did a, I believe it was a 50K. So literally, I feel like she is my spirit animal. And she, she, she is doing what, she's inspiring in ways that I hope to inspire is how I can say, I hope that we're the same. Because, you know, we so quickly give ourselves the reasons as to why we can't do something. And that's not just with running, but with life. It's so easy for us to find ways that we are not able to accomplish something, whether it's a certain race, whether it's a certain activity, whether it's a certain job, whether it's a certain task, whatever it is, we are so quick. Our minds are so quick to give us all the reasons why it's not going to work for us. And here she is. And I'm not going to say define the odds because that's not what it is. It's not about like, oh, she's one of the lucky ones who could make it work. Like, no, but she's one of the brave ones who tried to see that it will work, if that makes sense. Like, it's not that, oh, she's one of the ones who doesn't have to worry about this and she can still run a marathon. No, no, no. She was just brave enough to try to see if it would work. And what you'll find if you try is that it is 100% possible. And if my team is not a reflection of that, then I don't know what is. And it's so crazy to see the journey of the mindset that happens from day one to the end of the 5K experience and then beyond that to where my runners are in Soulmates for Life right now. Like I've watched it's so crazy in the prep part of the program, which is the first four weeks when we are talking about just you know carving out that time, creating new habits, and getting ourselves in the mode of showing up three times a week. During that time, there's so much resistance, so much hesitance, so much doubt, and every little thing that they feel comes up as a, well, is this going to be the thing that breaks me? Is this going to be the reason I don't do this? Like I am looking for what it is that's going to make me fail. And so whether it's, um, you know, a former injury starts to kind of, you know, get a little sore or whether our breathing is not as easy as we want it to be, all of those things we start to look at as indicators of like, oh my gosh, I knew I wouldn't be able to do this. But what happens over time is that when you keep consistently showing up and consistently showing up, all that stuff starts to fade, right? Your body gets stronger. You get in a rhythm. Your breathing starts to come into tact. And, and all of a sudden things get, I don't want to say easy because we're as soon as they get easy, we're pushing to the next level. But those doubts start turning into like, oh, well, that was a tough run because of this, but look what I did. And so I'm literally, my arms are covered in goosebumps as I'm talking about this because I'm picturing my current newest soulmates who just finished the prep. They finished their four weeks and this is their first week of soulmates. And I'm covered in goosebumps because they have changed. A switch has flipped in them and suddenly they're showing up and believing in themselves and knowing that whatever is happening is a reflection of the circumstances, the day, like everything that's happened before this run, but it's not a reflection of, of them as a person. And it's not going to make or break whether or not they see this through. They're starting to finally realize that they just have to decide what their goals are and then keep showing up in the way that they are right now. And the sky is the freaking limit. And I would say my soulmates for life are the perfect examples of that. You know, if you just kind of put your head down and you keep showing up and you keep showing up, even when you think that, you know, you're not going to be able to, or you're not motivated, it's one day you look up and you're like, oh my gosh, like I just ran five miles or oh my gosh, I'm training for a 10K or oh my gosh, I just ran a half 
freaking marathon. Like that happens from just consistently showing up one workout at a time, one workout at a time and not having that doubt. And so when we have the courage to step out there and to push beyond because the doubt pops up and we instantly think not for us, not for us, not for us. But once you push beyond that and you see like, oh, oh, wow, this can be for me. It's like mind blowing. And then the next question is, where are we going from here? Because the sky is the limit. So you guys, I know I've kind of been all over the place with my thoughts. And this is obviously a reflection of the transition I'm in also. Um, We talked about transitions today. We talked about how to gain some control in times that feel out of control, how to take an an aerial view of your week, plug all of the necessities in, and then allow space for where your runs will fit. Don't expect perfection. Good enough is often good. Don't look at what seems to be perfection and take it for what it is. Take it for a glimpse of an image that is being portrayed out there for you, but not life and not reality. And so when you're working on your connections with other people, know that people appreciate being real. Real is not negativity. Real does not mean walking around saying how terrible everything is, but being realistic is appreciating the things that are blessings around you, but also knowing and sharing and being able to connect with people that you know things are sometimes challenging. And it helps you to build those connections. And then finally that, you know, it just takes a little bit of courage to do things that you never thought possible and be that person who does something that's, you know, out of the ordinary or something that you think is, is not something that you could ever do and step out of that comfort zone and see that right beyond that, right beyond that part where you start to think this isn't for me. I knew I couldn't do it. This isn't going to happen right on the other side of that is the, oh my gosh, this actually did work. And that's, that is in regards to running. That is in regards to life. That's in regards to a job, a task, a relationship, an experience. If you just push past that moment of, I knew this wasn't for me, you will find the, holy cow, like I can probably do this. And then the sky is the limit. So don't be afraid to get uncomfortable. Don't be afraid to do things that scare you. Don't be afraid to be the one to be the one to do something unexpected that others wouldn't ex- that you're doing things that others would not expect you to do be that person who is brave enough to try it and reap the benefits of it thank you guys so much for hanging out with me thank you for allowing me to be real thank you for allowing me to be imperfect and to show up and to delete some of my podcast <laughs> And to have a little moment in the middle of it and to come back and and share that with you. This is such a place of comfort for me. This is such a place of connection for me. I feel so connected to all of the people that I've met and especially my runners. They are so my people and my and so much in my heart. And you know, I just I'm so so proud of them and they're working so hard. And I know that you guys are inspired. If you want to sign up for the next challenge, if you're listening to this and you're not one of my runners, but you want to be a part of this or you want to see what it's like. The best way for you to do that is head to www.tinarepa.com forward slash run and sign up for the next challenge. It is not going to be until November, the end of November after Thanksgiving. We do not have another group opening up in 2022, but we will be opening a group in January of 2023. But if you do participate in the challenge and you love it and you want to be a part of it and you do sign up for the January group, I give you um, plans to get you from the challenge in November through December and the holidays. Uh, I give you some prep plans 
I don't want to call them prep plans because it's not the prep program, but I'm going to give you some plans to help you get to January when we start our very next group, our winter warriors of 2023. So it'll be super exciting. So make sure you head on over there. If you did sign up for the challenge, check your email because I have sent every single person who has already signed up for the challenge an email um, connect, trying to connect with them and getting to learn a little bit more about them. So make sure that you do check that and let me know so that I can figure out how to best support you, how to help you, and how to get you to those goals, you guys. Thanks for hanging out with me. I absolutely love you, and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening, guys. Remember, if you heard something that resonated with you or something you think someone else needs to hear, make sure you share this episode. You can carry on the conversation by joining the Run Your Happy Life Facebook group or by following me on Instagram at runwithtinareppa. Send me a DM and let me know what you'd like to hear more about. I'm on a mission to turn non-runners into runners and doubters into believers. So if this is you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Until next time, go get uncomfortable and chase that sunshine.